know what you're talking about. It's Friday. We made it through another week together. Yes, we did. But don't get started with your weekend yet. I need your help. I'm Debbie Giorgiani, co-host of Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. And Jerry will be back um, next week. We have a holiday special show on Monday for Martin Luther King Jr. Day. We've got a lot to share. I need your help. I need your participation. I need your calls. Actually, Matt Kabinsky is waiting to answer your call. So we're talking today about backstabbing at work. Okay, we've all been through a long week now at work, and it's Friday. We, we're finishing up what we need to do and looking forward to a restful weekend. But there's always that... Um, you know, situation with somebody at work or somebody uh, that uh, you hear about, uh, you spend most of your waking day at work and backstabbing can be very, very painful. But we're also going to talk about how it's very sinful. So I need your help today. I need you. You don't have to out anybody. You don't have to talk about your workplace environment, uh, your human resources department or anything like that. You can use your confirmation name if that makes it um, a little bit more private for you. That would be great. But I need your call. 833-288-3986. 833-288-3986. We're talking about backstabbing at work. Paragraph number 2477 in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, it goes like this. Respect for the reputation of persons forbids every attitude and word likely to cause them unjust injury. He becomes guilty of rash judgment who even tacitly assumes as true without sufficient foundation the moral fault of a neighbor, of detraction who without objectivity, valid reason, discloses another faults and failings to persons who did not know them, and of calumny, that's slander, who by remarks contrary to the truth harms the reputation of others and gives occasion for false judgments concerning them. So rash judgment, detraction, calumny. It's right there, paragraph 2477, and it goes on even more so in depth in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. These are serious sins, folks, and it happens all the time um, at work. And it's at gossip and all that kind of stuff that happens at, at, at work or when people have their lunch break and they start talking about another employee or somebody that just got um, hired on or they start to make judgments. It's very, very dangerous. It also breaks uh, the, the commandments, uh, I think, seven, eight, ten of the commandments. Uh, that's number seven, eight and ten and, and, and others as well, you know, um, killing, stealing. All that is part of ruining somebody's reputation. Very dangerous, but it happens all the time. How can we stop it? How can we be Christ in that workplace? We really need to talk about this. Will you help us? Maybe you're one of those uh, people at work, you know, you spend your majority of your waking day uh, at work and you're just like, you know what, I'm just being myself and saying everything, doing everything. I could care less. I've got to be here eight, nine hours a day. I'm I'm just going to, you know, say whatever's on my mind. Well, th there's consequences to that. So we want to talk about the workplace environment and how can we keep it Christ-like, even if it's in the most secular of, of environments. Here is the number, 
888-789-3986. And I want to get into this with the Take Two family. You don't have to be Catholic to call in. Please, um, I need your your participation today. I am flying solo today. Jerry's coming back next week, um, and I need you today. So please don't get started with your weekend yet. Please call in and share if you've ever had an experience of this, or maybe you're, you participated in hurting another's um, reputation, and you feel very bad about it. Let's talk about it. It's we've we've all been there. You know, it's hard when you're working in a situation with a lot of people. You get to know them very well. You hear their their personal stories, and then you you start to feel like those boundaries get blurred, right? And you can say things that are really hurtful behind their back, and then it ends up hurting their job. And or how about this? You're doing a great job at work, and you think you have coworkers that are supportive of you and your work, and they're not behind your back, they're talking about you. They're undermining your efforts. And it really is very painful. And you're thinking, wow, why would they do that? Don't they want uh, the best for the organization or the or the business? Well, you know, blessed Carlo Acutis uh, used to talk about it a lot with his friends and his mother. And she wrote a book about Carlo uh, called My Son Carlo by Antonia Salzano. Uh, Acutis, and she was talking about that Carlo would say this all the time, that God is not pleased. He is not pleased when we put out the light that is radiating from others. He's not pleased by that. The bright light should shine because that's Christ. And we should be supportive of that. We should let others have that bright light and let it shine. Never try to put it out, never try to diminish it, never try to destroy it, because that is not pleasing to God. And he was very big on that, uh, supporting others, uh, his peers, at his very young age of 13 and 14 and 15 before, before he died. And he used to, he used to lift people up, and that's building up the body of Christ. So let's talk about this from all angles, please. I need your help. Now's the time to dial in. You'll get right in. Here's the number. 833-288-3986. You'll talk to Matt Kabinsky. He's at the phones. You'll chat with him for a few minutes. Um, He'll put you on hold. You'll get to listen live. Michael McCall is at the social media and your chats are going. I'm waving to you guys. And Ace McKay, our producer, is at the controls. So I really need your participation today. The topic is backstabbing at work. Okay, you can even disguise your voice if you want to in case some of your friends are listening because this is a worldwide show. I just want to disclose that. So do whatever it takes to get your um, your information to us because we want to learn and grow together going into the weekend. And I think it'll, it'll challenge people to be a little bit different when they go back to work on Monday or Tuesday. Okay, very, very important. So don't forget to, to check out uh, Catechism, paragraph 2477 and, and um, read further into that about the sins and the different types of sins when we interact with one another. There's a different level of severity to those sins. So you have to look at intention. I wouldn't get, you know, totally messed up um, with that and say, okay, well, I, I said this about this person and now is that considered calumny or something like that? And is it really serious? You know, take it down a bit and go to where your heart was and, your, and the intention and we'll talk about it. But please call in. I need your help. I need your call, 833-288-3986. Oh, I 
definitely feel it today on this wonderful Friday. We're going to have a great discussion on backstabbing at work. I think we're going to walk away from this very brief time we have together with a new uh, attitude, a new outlook, and it could really help us grow in holiness. And that's the name of the game. Okay, before we get to the phones, um, just wanted to share about Eucharistic mystery. Uh, Journey deeper in your understanding of the Eucharistic mystery and understand the Eucharistic story of God's love for us from the Old Testament to the institution of the Eucharist. Download the free ebook, The Twelve Stations of the Most Holy Eucharist, at EWTN.com slash Catholicism. That's how you get the, um, the free ebook. I love that. I I like, I really like anything that's free. (laughs) Okay. So the topic again today is, um, backstabbing at work when uh, you feel like there's all those, you know, all those conversations, those private, uh, conversations that happen at, at the, um, and in the break room or something like that. And you think, are they talking about me? Are they saying something? Are they trying to hurt me at work? You know, or, or how about this? You get called into the human resources department and the uh, director there says, mm, we've got a problem. People are talking about you and, uh, what's happening here. And then you feel like, wow, that's terrible. These are my coworkers. These are my friends. These are like a family away from family. It can be very, very painful and it breaks the 10 commandments. And it also is a, if you read in the catechism, it is a very, it can be, it can be a very serious, serious sin. Number to dial to get in on this topic. Um, 833 Okay, and um, I'll just ask Ace McKay, our producer, if you could just uh, check in with Matt Kabinsky, make sure we have um, the right um, focus for this discussion in place. That would be great, Ace. Thank you so much. And I'm going to go first to Father Philip, um, who is in, in South Dakota on Real Presence Radio. Father, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Go right ahead, Father. So uh, in the confessional, when people come in and, you know, they have a problem with gossiping, which is something that could be easily just fallen into, why uh, one of the things I suggest is to, you know, come, when you realize that you're in gossiping is to come up with some positive aspects about the person. And, well... How can we help this person if they're struggling in some aspect of their job? And if they struggle with, well, there's nothing we can do. You know, they, he won't listen or she won't listen. It's like, well, okay, let's, you know, say, well, let's pray for them. Mm-hmm. And which diverts it from the negative talk to positive and helpfulness. And... You know, if the people you're with or the group you're with aren't that into praying that much, well, next time, you know, they see you coming and they're gossiping and, um, you know, maybe the attitude to be, oh, here comes Mr. Prayer, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, um, all right, we need, to, we need to change our topic. Well, mm-hmm. in a sense, you're preaching the gospel without saying a word. 
just by your presence. Right. Right. So, so what you're saying, Father, if I, if I hear you and absorb it correctly, is you're saying, you know, we really have to work hard at really being Christ um, to others, to evangelize, to pray for each other, to really um, refrain from that temptation of going towards the the gossip and the 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 very easy. It kind of is that that easy dip into wanting to uh, focus on the negative, right? So stay in that positive realm of of doing something productive that can really help a soul, not hurt a soul. Is that, do I have that correctly, Father? Yes. Yes. Okay. Father, can I ask you, you this? Be... Go, ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, because sometimes you're just talking and BSing or whatever, and, you know, it just kind of slips into gossip, which, mm-hmm. oh, whoa, wait a second, we should be here. Right, right. And to, um, yeah. Well, then, then what do you do? How can you get out of that sense right. uh, and frame of gossip into something mm-hmm. in, a, in a positive realm? Right, Father. Let me ask you this question: When does it become a really, really serious sin? You know, like a, a it, it right up there as a mortal sin. Um, at what At what point do we cross over into that? From maybe just you know, I don't know, just <laughs> you know, minor gossip, and then you have the major stuff that can really kill a person's reputation. Is that when it crosses over? Um, yeah, and, and how malicious are are your words? And, uh, I mean, is there some, I guess, desire to hurt the person? Right, right. Um, and you know, so if you know you get talking like, "Oh yeah, did you hear about Bob? Oh, you know he he's got some health issues, you know, and stuff that um, making him struggle." And like, okay, well, that may or may not be malicious, uh, you know, but depends on how you develop that story. Um. And it's like, oh, really? It's like, well, wow, how can we help them? I mean, if, or a member of the family is sick, you're like, well, how can we help? Mm-hmm. Versus, yeah, well, he's been, he's been sucking on that sickness, <laughs> you know, to the max and taking all the time off he can get and da-da-da-da, you know, well, right. then that's getting to be, right. you know, so, malicious. Yeah, so look at the intent. If it's malicious or destructive or hurtful, that's a real problem as a Christian to enter into that type of um, conversation. I couldn't agree with you more, Father Philip. You know, the the fine folks of South Dakota are so lucky to have you as a priest. Thank you so much for saying yes to your vocation, Father. Well, thank you for your vocation, what you do also. Oh, oh, thank you. God bless you. Have a beautiful new year. Wow, that was Father Philip from South Dakota. He is so wonderful. And he shared with us, you know, that when people come in and they confess the sin of gossip, you know, he offers this alternative to turn it around and be positive and be Christ-like and help another soul rather than hurting another soul. You know, they say that every time we open our mouths and or we make, uh, we, um, have a, a deliberate action. We're either we're either causing souls to get closer to God, or we are 
we are moving them away. We are destroying their opportunity to get closer to God. And that's, we're going to be responsible for that. And that's a heavy, that's a heavy burden and a responsibility. Um, and a, and a thing that we should think about, it shouldn't get us down. It should just prompt us to be better. I mean, I work with, um, religious demonologist, Adam Bly, he's the co-host of the spirit world. And he tells me all the time, Debbie, it's, it's virtue over vice, virtue over vice. He drills that into my my hard head, Italian head here. Um, and he says, virtue over vice. And I think we've got to work towards that. So Father Philip, thank you so much. He just freed a phone line. You could get in on this conversation. Uh, this is a fabulous one. Don't miss out. 833-288-3986. We're talking about backstabbing at work. And um, we're going to go next to Maria in Frederick, Maryland on Sirius XM. 130. Hi, Maria. Hi, how are you? I am great. Happy New Year. Awesome. Thank you. You too as well. Thank you. Go right ahead. Okay. Yeah, um, I was working for the government for over 16 years, and unfortunately because of within the first year that I stood for um, my faith and my morals, um, it actually backfired on me when a fellow and uh, co-worker decided to make my next 16 years absolutely the biggest challenge of my life. Um, but that being said, I wanted to offer listeners that even if you do try to do the right thing and stop something that was um, you know, negative towards your morality, that hold tight um, and surround yourself with friends and you will find that in the long run you would be far better off um, by not engaging in those um, those negative things because they didn't follow me to, once I left the government. Um, they did not follow me into my next part of my life. Um, um, none of the resent, none of the... Um, uh, negative aspects of being a target from someone. Um, none of that followed me into my next stage of life and on. So there's freedom is my, my point. There's freedom when you stand your ground, your moral ground, even if it's a hard result of that is that you're now the target um, from that person, you will be far better off because of the beautiful things that you will be free from. Um, not having lashed back at that person. Um, so I just wanted to give hope to your listeners that by standing the ground, it might be hard, but um, in the long run and in the big picture, um, everyone will be blessed by, mm -hmm. by your choices. So uh, I just want to make sure I hear you correctly. And so, so do our listeners because, you know, they're, they're busy with their Friday and so they listen and, and they probably probably are multitasking, maybe eating lunch or, or at work or something of that nature. So Maria, you're saying that w even when we are faced with these issues at work, you know, don't be thinking that it's all gloom and doom going forward, that it's going to follow you into the next chapter of your life. 
you know, uh, try to forgive them, try to let go of that, that pain and not let, not, not carry it along, um, with you into the, into the next, into the next phase. Um, I, if that's, let me just make it, um, let me just make sure I get a confirmation from you on that. Is that, is that where you're headed with this? Is this idea like don't get stuck in that, that one environment in your mind and, um, in your emotion so that it, it, it kind of paralyzes you. Yeah, basically what happened was the first year into my job, um, this person who I thought was a good friend, Mm -hmm. um, I I witnessed her trying to steal something at lunch. And I was like, "Eh," and she was trying to get my approval. And I was like, no, no, thank you. And so I tried to start to distance myself from her actions. And when that happened, she just went into full, uh, full blown. Mm-hmm. revenge mm-hmm. um she set me up to be constantly have my work being overlooked and it was just a brutal environment but because i had friends and family and a prayer life um i mingled that in my you know every day that was hard i kind of said okay lord help me and my friends helped me and mm-hmm. when i left when i finally left that job after 16 and a half years of um, trying to hopefully change her ways, which I never really did, um, I was like, gosh, what? wow, was that all for nothing? And then I realized, no, it wasn't, because one, I pretty much left unscathed, which was a miracle, um, and I still had my wits about myself, and I still pray for her without any ill intent. So that right there, if anything, was so worth the challenge, even though it was 16 years. um, That's how big God is, um, and that's how powerful faith, even though you feel like, oh, gosh, today I'm in this now 400th battle, you know, with the same issues. Um, None of that kind of followed me into, you know, when that chapter was done. Um, if anything, it's actually healed a lot of individuals that have come to me with similar situations. Mm-hmm. So I just want well, to give your listeners hope, hope that, you know, that nothing goes un, unused. When- right, right. Well, my takeaway now from your story is you got really, really strong. You stayed strong in your faith. You had that prayer support. When you said it was a miracle that um, you you got out of the situation and, and there was no harm to you for the future, um, that is of God, and that is the power of prayer, and that is the power of you staying um, very aligned with God and what God wanted you to do to do the right thing, and you you held firm, Maria. Way to go! And you you know you you definitely I think pricked her conscience. and you know the fact that you did that, you know how do we know? Like in some some day in her life, she's going to come to that, you know, memory of her encounter with you. And she's going to realize that you were that, you were that, that person that represented a Christ-like stance. And maybe that, that's going to help her get on a better road of, of holiness. You know, the, the, the name of the, um, the ultimate goal is that we all get back to God, that we all, um, get to heaven. Right. And so, and along the way, we're constantly faced with these scenarios and these situations that are going to get us stronger. Hopefully oftentimes people, they, they, um, 
they get overwhelmed by what hits them and they, what they tend to walk away from God, but not you, you got stronger. God bless you, Maria. I love it. Thank you so much for gracing us with that sense of hope today for everybody that's listening with the same situation. Way to go, Maria. You get a, my virtual home run award. I love that. Okay. Maria just filled, uh, just freed a uh, phone line. Now you need to fill that phone line by calling 833-288-3986. We're talking about backstabbing at work. I always say when I encounter anything like that, and I've always said this, I had a wonderful priest tell me just always meditate on Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And I always have, have remembered that when I was faced with this situation. How about you? Have you ever done that? 833-288-3986. Please call in and let's have a chat. I'll be right back. We're talking about backstabbing at work. And if you want to get in on this conversation, please call us now, 833-288-3986. We're very friendly. Maybe you're the backstabber, you know, and if you want to like talk about it and then change your ways today, this is the program to do it. Eight three, no judgment here. We just talk about things. Eight three three two eight eight three nine eight six is the number to call. Uh, we're going to get to Brandon, and then uh, yes, I'm getting the messages coming in that you want me to read um, paragraph twenty four seventy seven again about calumny, rash judgment, and um, detraction. At better yet, would you guys go to the Catechism of the Catholic Church? paragraph 2477 and read it for yourself, maybe print it out and put it on your desk and think about it and see if you're in a situation like that or it's happening to you, or maybe you are contributing to it and you're um, leading it and you can stop your ways now and God will be pleased with that and go to confession like Father Philip um, was, we were talking about and, and do something positive, pray for that person instead of hurting that person. Brandon is a first time listener and caller from San Antonio, Texas on our friends at Guadalupe Radio Network. Hi, Brandon. Welcome. Howdy do you? Howdy do you? What's going on, fam? <laughs> I, are you in a truck? Yes, ma'am. I got my little headphones, my Bluetooth headphones in, and I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, you go right ahead, but I need you to talk, I mean, really, really loud. So go go for it. Really loud. All right. So um, I, I, I uh, was just uh, kind of trying to find a station to listen to. And um, as I basically was scrolling, you popped up your voice and um, you gave out the number talking about call in for uh, conversations on gossip in the workplace and things like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually have a testimony for you guys now. I just thought about it. And uh, my pastor, uh, he used to be Catholic, so this will be this will be amazing. Um, so um, uh, February 22nd, uh, 2020, my father ended up passing away with um, uh, lung cancer. and um, uh, crazy story. I was working for uh, Western Express, a trucking company, which I thought I was beloved. They, they, uh, they only had good things to say about me. Um, when my father ended up getting bedridden, uh, that uh, I think uh, happened probably uh, uh, middle of the year before then, because I've been on the road so long. Um, my mother ended up calling me um, and telling me he was bedridden from then. And um, that February uh, 17th, I quit my job. Um, and came home because they weren't willing to work with me to give me something local or something to get home every day to help my mother out. She, 
she's uh, she receives, you know, um, SSI and things of that nature. So she, she's not able to really get around. She doesn't drive and things like that. So um, I got home that 17th, and uh, my father ended up passing away that 22nd of February. And um, my uh, before then, my pastor ended up coming by and uh, praying over him, uh, my pastor, Jonathan Cleck. And um, he, um, my, my father was uh, in the bed. Uh, two days, not saying anything, just breathing. Uh, eyes were closed. They were saying he basically was uh, brain dead, and they were trying to get the, the doctors there to my home to basically confirm. Um, my pastor ended up coming over. Uh, me, my mother, my auntie, and my pastor were all in the room, and he uh, ended up whispering something in his ear, and my father ended up opening his eyes, and it it. it, it, it from, from that point, everybody in the room, me, my auntie, and my mother, and my pastor, we all got tingles in our bodies, uh, warm, chill tingles, and it was it was amazing. Um, but from then on, I, I got into a situation where I was like, do I, Father, I prayed on it. Father, do I go back over the road, or uh, do I uh, stay here and try to find a local job and help my mother out? And uh, I prayed on it for confirmation. This is probably from the 22nd up until that, that, that following, that coming up March. And um, uh, that March 2nd, I, I cried in my prayer and um, I really, really needed a confirmation of what I should do. And that March 3rd of, of 2020, um, a tornado ended up hitting my terminal where I uh, leave my vehicle at, where I leave my personal vehicle at when I go to get my, my 18-wheeler. And um, it hit that terminal, and I took that as a confirmation to stay home and uh, help my mother out. I ended up buying her a home. and. Um, 2022, uh, last year, well, the year before last, we're in 2024 now, but, um, things, things just, just trickled up and down from there. And, um, what I, what I was trying to get to as far as gossip and all that, that was just a testimony I wanted to throw out. But as far as the gossip, uh, the so-called fleet manager that I was also cool with that I thought I, you know, I, I could always help out. Um, during the time of when I was trying to quit my job, my last three loads, he had me literally. In New York. Mind you, I live in San Antonio. He had me literally going in New York, staying in New York, um, coming down, but getting to Florida. And for me in Florida, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to be getting back to San Antonio from here. No, he sends me back to New York. And I'm like, okay, well, what, are, what are we doing? What, what's going on here? And that, that's my example of, of, of so-called backstabbing because it's, this fleet manager is somebody I thought, you know, he knows my work ethic. He knows how I do. And when I tell him, yo, I plan on quitting on such and such date, you think they would they would help out to the point where, okay, well we we need to make sure we get him near his home or, or near his terminal so so he can drive back home, which would be a 13, 14, 15 hour drive for me. So right. uh, that, that's my example of that. But I just wanted well, to get that out there, that yeah. testimony as well. And, well, let's uh, let's talk. Jonathan. Right. Let's talk about your your. Um your testimony and then and then also about your your uh, work um, example. So first of all, I just want to say thank you so much for trusting us, Brandon, for calling in and, and you know, hearing the invitation to call and you, you jumped on it. And I'm so glad we got you in because we almost always have full phone lines plus. So I do believe it was the Holy Spirit that kind of um, um, parted the Red Sea, if you will, Brandon, and let you uh, get a phone line. And, and so we could have this chat and get to know one another. Um, first of all, I just want to say what an amazing, uh, prayerful, um, spiritual person you are. I, I love the depth, um, that you have, um, 
recognizing a pastor's role, recognizing the faith role, prayer, um, the relationship you have with your family. I'm sorry that your dad passed, but we keep a prayer book for the living and the deceased. Do you feel comfortable giving us your dad's first name? And if, how, how is your mom doing, Brandon? 100%. Um, so my father's name is um, Donald D. Shea Ashley. Mm-hmm. Donald D. Shea Ashley. I know um, when I was actually with my pastor, um, after everything happened, uh, he got a confirmation uh, of success, success, letting, letting us know he, you know, he's up there with, with the Lord. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, his name, I, I think I forgot uh, which, either it was Greek or Hebrew, definition-wise was uh, of the ground tree or wow. something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that was just amazing to have my pastor confirm everything. Um, That's beautiful. Uh, and, my your mom, mother, and your mom's first name? Uh, my mother's first name is Gail. Got it. And I put you all in our prayer book. You're part of the Take Two family, Brandon. And I just wanted to say, you know, the example you used from your from your work, um, you know, it's interesting. We think that when we're spending time with people at work, that they know us, right? Because we're giving them our best. They see us during the, uh, you know, daytime hours, our waking hours, and um, and we are and we are. Uh, working beside them, or we interact with them um, by phone or by email or even texting. I know sometimes that happens with coworkers. Um, and we think, okay, they know me, they know me well enough. And it's surprising when when I think our coworkers, and especially even when it's an um, like a supervisor or a manager, when they don't really quite um, have a grasp of the situation and stuff. And I think that comes from the fact that there's a total breakdown sometimes in the workplace. And it's not just in the secular workplaces, Brandon, it's also in religious circles. Um, my, uh, my producer, Ace McKay, we were just talking, um, off air about how it, this kind of stuff happens in, in the religious circles as well. And it's just, I think it's human nature. I think it's our fallen nature of, of how we just don't, spend that extra time getting to know one another, having those soul-to-soul connections. But that's what we're trying to do here, Brandon. So I pray that you continue to listen and call in. And it was it was so nice meeting you, Brandon. Thank you so much for gracing this conversation. And safe driving. Um, we love our truck drivers. They are so awesome. Big listeners to uh, take two. Always have been from day one. So that was an awesome call by Brandon. Okay, we're going to go to Maryland. And Ma- we're going to stay in the ta- in the state of Texas. Maryland is in Corpus Christi, Texas on Guadalupe Radio Network. Hi, Marilyn. Welcome. Blessings, Debbie. Debbie, I wanted to thank Father Phil for calling and sharing about comment about uh, of course, confession. And a few years back, uh, I was inspired by the Holy Spirit after my confession and my penance to offer an Our Father or a Hail Mary and a Glory Be for my confessor who heard my confession. So I do that, and I also uh, have prayed more for the priest since then, and thanking God for their holy priesthood and religious life. And speaking of priests, I met a wonderful holy Catholic priest about 20 years ago, Father Santos Mendoza, who taught me a prayer. He said, learn it and teach it to the children. And he put his head, his hand way down far, and I thought, that's small. He said, as soon as they can talk. So I'm going to share what he uh, said to pray. And he said, God gives me And you can say your name, but you don't have to. He said, God gives me the power to step and thread upon serpents, 
and scorpions, and nothing by any means shall ever harm me. And it is in the Bible in Luke, but I didn't know the meaning of it until 20 years later. I was getting ready for, for Sunday Mass, and it just came to my mind, and I giggled because I hadn't thought about it in so long. And it was like the Holy Spirit is asking me, what is serpents? And I thought, okay, snakes. And I even used my pointy finger and made this little circle. And I, and, and then what are scorpions? And I thought, you know, the ones that sting you, they can kill you. And it's like the Holy Spirit kind of explained to me, serpents are the tongue. And scorpions can do bodily harm. So that is a protection prayer when God gives us the power to step and thread upon those things that are not of God, which gossip is not one of them, because sometimes we share things uh, about our lives with others, and we don't know that the, the battle is not against the flesh and blood. We don't recognize that sometimes the jealousy or envy comes, but by saying that prayer every day, we know that we can we can have a, a stronger uh, weapon against these things because we don't know when someone will speak ill of us. So we just pray, you know, asking God to go before us, and we make the sign of the cross, and you know, pray when we're when we're driving, pray when we meet someone, thanking God for that time that He puts other people in our lives. We don't know them, even if they are our coworkers or others. Uh, so this has happened in my family. A friend of mine, she just called that her her daughter was let go from the job, you know, and I'm sure that's had, had to do with it. But sometimes we have to realize there are scurp, uh, serpents and scorpions. So, you know, God says nothing will ever harm us. They're come against mm-hmm. us because, you know, we're, we're praying for each yeah. other. Yeah. Marilyn, that is brilliant. And you learned that from a confession from a priest that imparted that to you? Yes, the Father, wow. Father Mendoza. And, and and since then, I've always prayed for my confessor, right? I always say they are Father, and I think the Holy Spirit inspired me to do that as well, because we go into the confession, but we don't realize, you know, here's a whole line of people Father's there, and mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's like a hospital. We're going in there for healing, and we come out... And you know, here here comes the next person, but we need to pray for our confessors that, you know, I, I after my penance, I always offer at least in our Father. If not, I can, you know, if I can have a little more time, I'll stay there and pray, uh, you know, a decade of the rosary for them or something, you know, just right. because uh, it's just wonderful that uh, the fathers have answered the call, and I pray for priests more than I, I, I did in my youth. I, I pray for them so much more now, and I thank God for their for their uh, ministry, because mm-hmm. it's a uh, it, without them we'll go hungry. If you know what I mean, no oh, Eucharist. Ab- absolutely, Marilyn, you're amazing. I love that you are always going to prayer in for a preparation. You're getting prayed up. You're filling up. I love that image. I, I Marilyn, you're on to something. You need to. You, are, are you in religious education? No, you should be. Okay. Serious, seriously, you really need to be. You're you're fabulous. I could listen to you all day long. You're you're fabulous. Um, and and even if you just built it around your your um, that your 
classroom around this idea of 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 preparing in prayer, filling up in prayer, going ahead in prayer. The effectiveness of it's all about prayer, Marilyn. It's all about connection. It's what I it's what I shared earlier about Blessed Carlo Acutis. That's what he said. He he based his whole entire life on fifteen years, and now he's a millennial saint on the road to full canonization. A huge. He's going to be. He's a a huge saint for this time. Um, amazing, Marilyn. Way to go. Thank you so much. Um, 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 thank you for um, sharing your your story and encouraging us and getting us prepared. We need to rely more on prayer. Very, very important. Ha- Happy New Year, Marilyn. Thank you. Okay, wow. that We are having great calls. Okay, we're going to get to Susan in Tallahassee, Florida in just a moment. Susan, hang on. I have to share this. Beyond Damascus with uh, Dan Demite and Aaron Richards, Saturday night, 8 Eastern on EWTN Radio. This week, the guys discuss discerning God's voice and overcoming complacency in prayer. Wow, that's going to be powerful. Dan Demite and Aaron Rich- Richards for Beyond Damascus. And then Timoteo on YouTube, I'm waving to you, Tim. Tim says, when we focus on working for God, we can withstand anything. I frustrated a coworker once who tried his hardest to irritate me. And when he failed, he goes, nothing bothers you, does it? Wow, that's pretty cool. Tim, you are so awesome. Okay, so we are going to finish this amazing discussion with great, we had such, I mean, great tools and tips and resources and testimonies and ideas. I mean, this is what Take Two is all about, folks. And I want to thank Father Philip again from South Dakota because you got us started. So that's pretty awesome, Father. See how you you prompted um, other calls to come in and, and, and finish this discussion. Let's hear what Susan has to say in Tallahassee, Florida, on Guadalupe Radio Network. Hi, Susan. Hi. How, How are, are you? you? I'm good. I'm good. Happy New Year. You too. Thank you. So I just want to give a testimony about don't do it. Um, I started working in an, a, a nine-people unit that was about mediation, which is conflict resolution, um, years ago. And when I got into this environment, there was a, a the whole office, well, most of the office, would, would gossip about the director. She, she had a leadership habit of not being in the office, so it left this gap of opportunity where we could co- gossip about her and criticize her, and it was like poison. And I missed an opportunity to model Jesus to my coworkers. And I missed an opportunity to grow in my own uh, communication skills and conflict resolution skills and grow up and mature in Christ. And uh, fortunately, God is merciful, and he he will keep giving us those opportunities. He's done that for me. Um, And and I uh, just want to say, don't do it. It's it's poisonous. Mm -hmm. You know... I, I want to thank you for bringing in the word poison, because when you read about the sin of calumny, gossip, um, all sorts of things, slander, I mean, it's all, they're all elements of it, of a bigger sinful um, um, activity, right? And one of the words that comes up is, is poison, 
And I, and, I, and I don't believe there's any accident that you use that, Susan, because what, what happens with poison? It kills, right? It, it, it hurts, it destroys, it damages, it wounds. And that, that's not what we want to do because when there's poison that enters into the mystical body of Christ, it, it affects all of us. But what you said, Susan, I'm so glad when you said God gives us another opportunity. I love how you use the word opportunities. And it's so true. This is a training ground. You know, Mother Angelica talked about it. So many holy men and women of God and saints talked about this, that that on this side of the veil, this is, a, this is an opportunity for growth, an opportunity for us to get stronger with every encounter, every scenario, every situation we enter into. But... When we don't exactly take the chance, and it sounds like you you um, didn't take that opportunity for that particular time, God presents it again, because that's the beautiful, gentle God that we serve, and he's so wonderful. He'll keep presenting it over and over again until we master it, until we get stronger, because why? The goal is for us to get stronger and closer to him on this side of the veil, so that when we close our eyes at the end of our life, it's just a simple closing of the eyes, opening the eyes, and there is Jesus. And it's that it's that seamless and beautiful. And Susan, your story, I think, helps the rest of us because so many times we are the fear sets in or we feel pressured or something's going on with the situation around us at work. And so we just take, you know, we just react or we go, we're not, we're maybe we're tired, you know, we've had a long day at work and we just enter into that situation or we don't, we choose not to show up fully as, as Christ-like because maybe we're just, you know, I don't know, exhausted or overwhelmed by the situation. I'm not making excuses for all of us, but it's hard to go eight, nine hours a day, 10 some people go 10 hours a day at work. It's, it's hard. It's, you put a lot of effort and a lot of energy into it and, and it can drain you. And so, but it is like you said, Susan, which I love a great opportunity for growth. Did I, did I capture it correctly? Yes. And, uh, and, and God brought me to peacemakers ministries. It's Mm -hmm. a, it's a ministry that teaches people how to deal with conflict and disagreements and uh, I've used some of that, how to over, when to overlook a, an offense and when to speak the truth in love. Mm-hmm. And it's really helped me. God even gave me the gift of becoming the director after this person retired. And wow. I could put into practice uh, those principles and the scripture. And, and I got redeemed. And I'm, of course, I'm still working on all of this because mm-hmm. I grew up in a family that didn't talk about emotions or disagreements. But God's there to help us. That is so cool. So you're in a position to actually teach others and, and impart this to others. Do you go back to that example that you just shared with us today? Well, I haven't much, but I should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think, I mean, you know, our lived experiences can help help others. And I think it's really, and people, people want to know that you've gone through things. You know, it's, there's so many, you look at social media out there and all these influencers out there and people that are, you know, grabbing a microphone and, and sharing, they, they'll talk about things. And then you go to read about their, their life and they have such a, a limited, um, you know, uh, experience of life. And you're like, wow. And they're talking about this, like they're experts. And I'm like, okay, that seems weird. You know, you really, I think the wisdom of, of, of tapping into people who have gone through things. That's why whenever ever I talk to somebody, Susan, I'll always say to them, well, have you been through this? You know, have you felt this? Do you know what this feels like? 
And if they say, yeah, I know what it's like to experience, I don't know, like a divorce or something. Okay, well, now we can really talk because you know my come from, I know your come from. There's a there's kind of a, a, a foundation there to build and to really grow from. And, and it's really kind of interesting. I love that you're in that line. Is that your full-time work now, Susan? Well, it, it was. I retired a couple of years ago to take care of my grandson and mm-hmm. um, and volunteer at the church. So I'm kind of looking for a way that I can use the peacemakers' uh, principles and godly principles about uh, disagreements and conflict mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. to um, bless other people and teach about it. I'm I'm looking for that. Yeah. Well, let's pray. I put you in the book, Susan, because I feel like you, it, you've you got that ministerial uh, mindset. So think about bringing it to the to your parish and see if there's something you can do ministry-wide, because I think it, that's fabulous. I know that um, uh, as life coaches, we were called in years ago to different parishes to help with you know, getting people um, kind of focused and um, working together as a team and building each other up and stuff. And so that sounds really exciting because that's that's right what you know how to do and you're volunteering already at the church. What do you say? Yes, yeah. So I would appreciate prayer. That'd be great. You got it, Susan. This is going to be a great year. Happy New Year. Thank you so much for, for calling in from Tallahassee, Florida. Wow, what a great, I love Take Two and the Take Two family. You guys are incredible. I know we say it every single weekday, but we we mean it. And I can speak for the show team, um, Matt at the phones and Ace, our producer, and Michael on social media. We love the Take Two family. You guys, um, wow. We just wish the, the most uh, abundant blessings for you in this new year, 2024. I think it's going to be a great year. I know that if you go on social media, it kind of seems like doom and gloom. I, I, I don't see it that way. I, I think the good Lord is, there's a lot of good. There's a lot of light. There's a lot of radiating Christ. Um, we've got blessed Carlo Acutis that is circulating um, his um, story, his life um, all over the world. Everywhere I go, I hear something about blessed Carlo Acutis. He was, he's perfect for this time. And he always says, let everybody else's light shine. Let their lights shine brightly. Don't ever try to put it out because it, it, it's pleasing to God. And it's only going to come back around to benefit you spiritually because God's going to be pleased that you didn't take that opportunity um, to hurt anyone. You took the opportunity to build them up as the body of Christ. Well, you hear that music. So a couple things I wanted to share with you. Um, Monday is a holiday, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and we have a special guest. You've got to hear her real life story. I got to interview her, and I love her, Immaculate Ilabagiza. She's amazing. She's one of my heroes. She absolutely changed my life. You'll hear it in the interview. So she is incredible. That's Monday's uh, show on Take Two. Jerry, Jerry and I will be back live on Tuesday. And uh, again, thank you to the show team, Matt, Ace, Michael. Uh, thank you so much. And to the Take Two family. Okay, now you can get started with your weekend. Until Tuesday when we're back live, have a beautiful and blessed weekend. St. Marguerite Bourgeois, pray for us.